Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Tim Harris. That means it's time for Tim with Tim, and that means it's time for Hosea chapter 2. We go verse by verse, and we have just started the book of Hosea. This will be the last book we do together in 2023. Gosh, that's hard to believe. Uh, we'll start something new with the new year, but let's, uh, let's jump in. Hosea chapter 2. Uh, Hosea chapter 1, which we covered yesterday, is uh, all in third person. Somebody else, it seems, telling the story, the narrative story of Hosea and his whew, broken family. Uh, chapter 2 is in poetic form, if you notice that. The New Living Translation makes that obvious when I look at the page. Uh, the poetic uh, portions are most likely Hosea's own sermons, Hosea's own um, prophetic utterances. These are his, uh, the word of the Lord that comes to him. And so chapter two is really interesting and really sad uh, because, you know, yeah, he's a preacher, he's preaching, but you just can't miss the fact that it's still his real life. I mean, this is his life. Um, I'm always stuck. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. I just, I, I never, did she become unfaithful or did he just marry, you know, this loose, nasty woman, you know? Uh, I just, I don't know. As I said yesterday, I feel like, yeah, God chooses us knowing full well what we are, you know, uh, but he's God, you, you know. Sometimes it takes us longer to see a person for what they are, especially if you love them. And one thing you can't deny, Jose is not just, you know, married to this woman to make a, have a really good sermon illustration, you know. He loves this woman. I mean, this whole, you know, story doesn't work if he doesn't really love her. I think he loves her. Uh, so anyway, I, I, I don't know. When I look at it that way, I just feel like he fell in love with her, uh, and uh, and then she became somebody that he never saw coming. You, you know, uh, I'm sure other people could see it because other people sometimes can see it better than we can. I guarantee you, people thought that they were an odd couple because you got Hosea, you know, this preacher straight as an arrow, and then you got his wife, you know, who's you know Gomer with you know probably bleach blonde hair and that really heavy lipstick and man Sunday mornings her skirts are getting shorter and shorter and you know people are talking people could see it probably because Jose you know couldn't see it you know I, I, I'm just guessing I don't know you know but eventually he seemed to be catching on you know when the first baby comes along and looks a whole lot more like the cable guy I mean you know um, it, 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 to me it's that sort of thing it, it, it's a man's real life and at some point he realizes in all of his pain and brokenness you know Jose the father of this you know broken family you know uh, that must have been you know when he realizes perhaps wow God is the father of this great, vast, broken family, and he has made himself the husband of this unfaithful wife. And from then on, Jose recognized his life was a lesson. His life was a story that'll preach, uh, and he preached it. I don't know, you, but you know what I'm saying? I guess as a preacher, uh, that's the way I picture it. Uh, but uh, let's jump into chapter two, because it's interesting. If you pay attention, again, I don't know how your Bible structures things, but the first verse of chapter two is really stuck back in chapter one. So that, I mean, literally my chapter two right here begins with verse two. Uh, but at any rate, in chapter two, verse one, the conversation switches and, and, it, and it moves to the children. Remember, yes, uh, three, three children, Jezreel, Loruhamah, and uh, Loamai. Uh, uh, Lo means not love. Lo means not my people. Jezreel means God sows, God plants. 
So uh, it, it goes back into chapter one because it, it is the reversal of those names. In that day, you will call your brothers Amai, which means my people. Not Loamai, not my people, but Amai, my people. And not Loruhamah, you know, not loved, but Ruhamah, the one I love. You know, so again, it's that reversal. Both chapters sort of have two panels. It begins with the infidelity, the brokenness, and ends with uh, the restoration, the forgiveness. So, Verse 1 is that verse about the, the name change, the reversal of the children's names. Uh, Amai becomes my people. Uh, Lo Ruhamah becomes Ruhamah, uh, the one I love. But then verse 2 is really interesting. It goes straight into a dialogue with the children, and it says, Now bring charges against your mother. Confront your mother. It's really interesting. I guess I've always sort of read chapter 2 like it was some sort of not so much an official divorce. Uh, we don't know anything about ancient divorce customs. Let's just say that. So we don't know what, if, if Jose did divorce her, we don't know what that would look like. I, I don't think he did. It doesn't seem like he did. But there is certainly a, a, a real separation in chapter two, whether or not this is a public sort of thing or even just inside the family. Because notice how Jose talks only to the children and says, now, you know, listen, Confront your mother. Bring charges against your mother. You know what? You know, I don't. I don't know how to make sense of it. You know what I mean? Would that happen? I, I, gosh, that's what Jose did. You know, uh, he gets the children involved in the confrontation of the mother, the bringing charges against the mother. Uh, now, remember, this is Israel life, but it also works on the second level. It's it's Israel and God, and it's Gomer and Jose. You know. Jose stands in for God and Gomer stands in for, for Israel or the, or, or the people of God. The children and the land kind of also are the people, so it gets really kind of complicated. So here it's when the children are confronting the mother, it's Israel confronting Israel, you know, or maybe the people recognizing the sins of the nation as a whole. But one way or the other, it's just really interesting to me that the children are called upon to, uh, to confront their mother. So it's possible that this is never a public thing, just something that plays out, you know, inside the, uh, the really sad rooms of a, of, a, of a household, of a family. Uh, the terrible thing about Gomer is she never really seems to recognize the desperation, the peril of her situation. She is so enthralled by her lovers uh, yeah, I could stop, you know, I, I, 27 years I've counseled couples and I've counseled couples who've experienced infidelity. And this is how it plays out, y'all. The, the infidel, the partner who is, who is involved in the, in, in, in the infidelity, uh, there is this, this time, and it's, it's weird, where they become so uh, un, uh, unable to see uh, things as they are. And right now, if you're listening to me and you're involved in an affair, I'm talking to you, you know. You don't think straight anymore. Uh, the fact is you're living this lie. You're keeping the secret from everybody in your life, including your spouse, the most important person in your life. You're keeping the secret from everybody, and the only person you can share the secret with is the dumb person that you're involved in the affair with. You know, And so it bonds you with your lover in a in a really peculiar way. And, and, and so you, you fall into this trap of, oh, they're the only one that understands me. They're the only one I can be myself with. Well, of course, you're lying to everybody else, you know, but you don't see that. And, and so chapter two, you know, Gomer speaks you know, several times and, and, you know, she really thinks that 
her lovers are the source of the good things. You know, you know, Jose's like, yeah, I gave her all these things. You know, she's out there, you know, you know, in that dress I gave her for her second anniversary. You know what I mean? It's that sort of thing. And again, you play it at the second level. You know, God is saying the people of Israel, you know, are running after other gods and they act like Baal is the source of their blessings when it was I, you know. I'm the one that sent rain to the crops. I'm the one that brought fruit into the vineyards. I gave them everything. And they're out there, you know, lusting away after other gods, after Canaanite gods. Uh, I even gave her silver and gold, but she gave all my gifts to Baal. Yeah, that's verse 8. Uh, so again, the, the first part of chapter 2 uh, in, in the Sermon of Jose uh, talks about the, the separation and the, the incredible desire uh, to, uh, to, to punish her. But then once more, verse 14 to 23, the chapter ends, that second cycle, the second panel there is, is forgiveness. I will be faithful to you and make you mine, and you will finally know me as the Lord. And that day I will answer says the Lord. I will answer the skies that pleads for clouds. I will show love to those called not loved, and I will call my people those who are not my people, and they will reply, you are our God. Uh, So again, the whole book of Hosea operates on this assumption that marriage is a metaphor for, a good metaphor for our relationship with the Lord, and and I think that it is. in, in, in several ways, first off, you know, it's, it's a loving relationship. God loves us, uh, and, and the love of a wife and husband is the closest thing we'll ever know to the love of God for his people. So in that sense, yeah, it's a, it's a very, very powerful, powerful uh, metaphor. It works because marriage is an unconditional uh, commitment to an imperfect person. You see that? Uh, Jose makes this, un, you know, he is devoted to her, you know, and he keeps taking her back, you know, because in, indeed marriages don't, you know, fail for lack of love. They fail for lack of forgiveness, you know, and uh, and Jose demonstrates that ability to forgive and forgive and forgive. And I know in real life that's hard, but I remind you, this is Jose's real life. Uh, you forgive freely or it's not even forgiveness, you know, and Jose continues to do that. We'll talk about that some more tomorrow. Bottom line, you know, Jose just turns out he can he can be faithful to her longer than she can be unfaithful to him and, and go, Jose, I, I, I love that. You feel like a fool when you've been cheated on. You feel like a fool when you love somebody who doesn't love you in return, but I'm telling you, love is never foolish, and the risks we take for the sake of genuine love are always worth it, uh, and, uh, and Jose demonstrates that. So again, God is the father of this vast, broken family. That's the lesson of Jose. That's the driving metaphor of, of, of Jose. I guess the point of that is God can't really make his home with you if you won't come home and stay home with him. You know, Jose loved Gomer, but it's really, really hard to be a husband to somebody who won't be a wife to you, you know? And uh, God, oh my goodness, he's a mighty savior. He's the shepherd of your soul, but it's really, really hard to shepherd somebody who won't walk with you, you know? So surrender to the Lord, he loves you. Uh, Pick up tomorrow, we'll do two chapters because chapter three is only this long, y'all. We'll do chapter three, verse one, all the way through chapter four, verse 19. Chapter four is short too. So uh, chapters three and four for tomorrow, okay? So listen, have a great Thursday. I will see you in the morning. Stay in the word, stay in the word, you all. And I will see you in the morning, Lord willing, 10 o'clock for Tim with Tim. I love you guys. Have a great day.